Well, I am so excited to be coming to you all from reInvent. This is the first time we've actually done one of our Innovation Ambassadors podcasts with everyone in the room with us. Um, so I'm delighted to be here with you today. And from Mitsubishi Electric, we have Nobuo Asahi-san, who is the General Manager of Digital Transformation Innovation Center. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Asahi-san. Thank you very much. And also from Mitsubishi Electric, we have Shoji Tanaka, a deputy uh, general manager of the Digital Transformation and Innovation Center. Tanaka-san, thank you for being here today as well. Thank you very much for having us. And from AWS, we have Richard Taylor, our head of innovation programs from our Asia-Pacific and Japan business. Richard, always great to connect with you. Thank you for having me back. My second time on the podcast, and this yes. time in Vegas. Absolutely, this time in person. Correct. Lasai-san, uh, most of our listeners will, of course, know the brand of Mitsubishi. They might not be as familiar with all of the services that you provide in Mitsubishi Electric. Can you tell us a little bit yes. about the business? Yes. So uh, Mitsubishi Electric is an uh, old conglomerate company with over uh, 100 years history. And we have uh, nine different business groups. These nine business groups are categorized into uh, four business areas uh, of a goal, such as infrastructure and uh, industry and mobility, life and business platform. And uh, in that uh, four business area, we have such as uh, like uh, public utility systems, or uh, industry systems and uh, automotive systems, defense and space and uh, building systems and life uh, appliance systems and so on. So many, many independent business group exist into one company. <laughs> That's the kind of uh, misspecialty. Amazing. Mm. Probably most people don't realize just how broad and expansive the business is. And you mentioned that 100-year celebration of the 100-year heritage of your company can you tell us a little bit about how that history and heritage influences the way you approach innovation? Well, actually, in the past, those uh, nine business group uh, has been operating independently. Mm. Uh, it means a kind of a silo. So uh, uh, they are providing the, the good product and the systems or solutions for their own customers. And... Uh, in this sense, uh, Mitsubishi Electric is a kind of a typical product-oriented company. Uh, for a long time, co corporate executives has been discussed how we can take advantage of this uh, conglomerate business style, or whether we cannot. And uh, about one and a half years ago, by realizing that the uh, way of the digital transformation and the uh, need to change our product-oriented approach we have decided to uh, move to uh, directly forward to customer-oriented approach and then as the strategy word, uh, circular digital engineering enterprise. This means that uh, we will carefully understand the customer's insights by analyzing the collected data from our products and propose them uh, solutions to our customers, including software and service for uh, Digital Transformation Innovation Center uh, was established in this uh, April and uh, is still 
this strategy throughout our company by changing the company's business framework to make it more customer-oriented from product-oriented. Right. And you were mentioning when we talked beforehand about the shift that that takes in the culture from a manufacturing company thinking about becoming more customer-centric and getting that feedback from customers. Can you share a little bit about that journey? This journey is, uh, uh, for a long time, as uh, manufacturers, uh, we have been doing either, um, as for the software development, uh, built a software development or large-scale, the monolithic software. So, uh, but uh, as I said, the, the wave of uh, smartphone and the cloud computing, that kind of movement that completely changed the way of development. Mm. So, uh, flying this uh, architecture, I mean, that the micro service architecture or composable architecture. So, we tried to uh, change the, the development style. And uh, at that time, ALS helped us to use the, the, some kind of uh, various tool under uh, ALS, the site, our right. size. Right. So, uh, utilizing that ALS uh, tools, we successfully uh, developed the, the IoT, the devices platform, Right. And also a smartphone platform. Nice. And also um, incoming data, we need to analyze that. So we develop also on head of list the data analytic tool. So using that tool, we gradually uh, move to a change the uh, product-oriented company to a customer-centric company. So that's the kind of uh, initial approach mm-hmm. to the movement. Absolutely. And then so... In addition to that technology transformation, oftentimes that human and cultural transformation comes right alongside, doesn't it? So how did you come to, to work with Richard and the team in Japan? Well, so uh, after um, preparing that kind of a platform, the issue is uh, shifting to uh, kind of uh, solutions we should uh, propose to our customers. Uh, and... Uh, uh, what kind of uh, solutions can be come up with at the, from that uh, analytic approach? So, uh, unfortunately, we didn't have any uh, methodologies inside of the uh, company because we are always uh, making products. So, right. at the time, uh, it was a bad people uh, suggested me that uh, why don't you uh, take a working backwards approach, which is uh, usually um, um, used in uh, uh, even Amazon company. Right. So, I was so curious about that approach, and uh, uh, so we I decided to form a, a several two pizza team, and then jointly with the, the AWS Japan staff, and we did some kind of but working backwards trial, and uh, eventually, finally, uh, that the one with the idea actually uh, realized to do uh, that this paid service. Mm. Uh, we named it the uh, Miyamol, which is a kind of uh, uh, the software uh, that monitor that uh, old parents living apart from that uh, their children. So we <laughs> using that uh, our product like uh, air conditioners or refrigerators and hardware system. So uh, how mother and father are lived uh, safely and healthy. So 
Wonderful. And Richard, that um, kind of transformation that Asahi San is talking about is something we see a lot. Tell us a little bit about that approach and how you work with the team. Yeah, absolutely. We were very fortunate to work with uh, Saisan and obviously Mitsubishi Electric more broadly uh, when it comes to innovation in their organization. As mentioned, a company with so much history and heritage and building fantastic products and still needing to build fantastic products, but shifting the mindset to be customer-centric. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, I think it's 500,000 people that work through our factories in the organization and so we took an approach from within our own business um, where we choose to focus on the customer for everything that we do and worked with these small, agile teams uh, known as two pizza teams within Mitsubishi to take the data and identify what were some of the customer challenges that we could look to build on behalf of. Um, and as mentioned, BMW was a fantastic opportunity to delight customers with the same Mitsubishi quality but focusing on their needs rather than building on capabilities that we know Mitsubishi have um, and finding the needs uh, of of, of the customers that they're serving. So Mitsubishi Electric now moving from that product-centric to customer-centric mindset has been a a shift that these two fine gentlemen are now trying to uh, instill across the whole organization. Absolutely. And Tanaka-san, that approach to innovation, something that you're working on every day, isn't it, as Richard said? Um, we, uh, this sort of transformation innovation center, in order to accelerate our internal digital transformation, we are really working on uh, two essential platform for our innovation. The first is a data analysis platform, which enables us to discover uh, true insight and enhancement needs. The second one is the web API management platform, which facilitate agile development by matching up the web API for developing applications. So by introducing those two platforms among the nine business units, so they can share the needs of the common customer. And uh, it allows us to understand customer needs from a, a much broader uh, perspective. So if some business groups try to collaborate to provide a solution for a wide range of uh, customer needs, Mitsubishi Electric will be able to solve our customer's problem in a one-stop way. So that can improve the much more customer satisfaction and beyond what was possible before. So this can, you know, create a synergy among the uh, business group and as a result, we believe that we can change the reputation of the Mitsubishi Electric conglomerate management into a positive one. So, which has been most likely, uh, which has been negatively seen by the market. Mm, Absolutely. You know, oftentimes we talk in this podcast about innovation and failure being inseparable twins, as Jeff Bezos calls them. And Richard, that's something that we see all the time that when we are innovating with our customers or on behalf of our customers and even indeed at Amazon, that experimentation often leads to failure or challenges that we didn't expect, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. As, as you said, uh, if we're trying to genuinely innovate, then we don't know what the answer is. Uh, many organizations that I work with uh, say that they're innovating, but really they could be running a project where they know what they're trying to deliver, they know the outcome. But true innovation is, is quite terrifying because you don't know where you're going and you are looking to prove or disprove that hypothesis. And one of the biggest hurdles with very successful companies uh, who are very established is to find a way to make failure okay, um, mm. rather than saying we need to know the answer before we begin. And getting leadership, which a fantastic job has been done in Mitsubishi Electric, to say we need to go on this journey. There will be some things that remain waterfall, because they have to, for security and for um, uh, maybe the way the business operates, it needs to remain that way. But there are always parts of the business where we can look to push boundaries, innovate, and embrace the fact that we might get this wrong, mm. but when we get it right, it could be extremely valuable. And we can learn from that. Tanaka-san, is that, can, maybe you can share some of the challenges that you faced, not only in the specific innovation that you're doing, but in this transformational journey that you and Asahi-san. Yeah, so Richard, thank you very much for mentioning that. Uh, so I, we totally agree on your opinion that, um, so we have the many difficulties of our activity, uh, you know, implementing our activity in the company. So there are two aspects. One is that talent development and the work, working processes in an internal company. So as, as I mentioned that, most of our com employee uh, has been working on the development of the hardware product and some right. pretty much monolithic right. uh, system uh, with uh, traditional waterfall methodologies. So um, we believe that the cycle of the rapid prototyping and uh, customer trial can quickly discover the true value and increase the success rate. Yeah. Yeah. So, especially for this crown computing and um, uh, smartphone applications, stuff like that. So, therefore, it is necessary for them to understand the agile process and agile methodologies. And also, we have uh, the gathering process of the quality assurance. Yes. It yes. doesn't fit to the agile development. So, mm. that should be adapted to the uh, agile development as well. Mm -hmm. And the second aspect is that uh, culture. So the cultural perspective, we need to foster a more flexible mindset and a culture which embrace the challenge without fear of uh, failures, like a you know yes, yes. two-way door concept. Yeah, right. you have me. So, however, we believe that the biggest obstacle is the existing rules. So mm. over the course of our 100-year history of, as a manufacturing uh, company, so we have accumulated the many, many rules. Sure. And then the, I think most of them are outdated. Mm. And um, obviously, it doesn't fit to accommodate the new technology, uh, new development style, and the tools, stuff like that. So these rules uh, become a pretty much bottleneck to proceed the sure. you know, transformation. And also the many people have been bound by these existing rules. Mm. So, and then they, they become resistant to change their habit. Right. So that kind of a cultural transformation need to be, you know, take some time. But um, 
we think that uh, that kind of hurdle must be overcome. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that kind of transformation and, and that people transformation just resonates so much with so much of what we hear from customers all around the world, doesn't it, Richard? Yeah, and I think I, I take my hat off to the approach that these two gentlemen are taking because they know that it's not overnight. That's right. Um, this is, a, I think in Mr. Asai-san's words, this is a, a three-year <laughs> journey to take people on that journey. Right. Um, and it won't happen overnight. And, and in big companies who are extremely successful in what they do, and there is a change required in some parts of the business for operating, um, it, it, it doesn't just wake up one day and happen. It's not a flick of a switch. It needs to be worked at like a muscle on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. with the new structure that they have across Mitsubishi Electric for all nine organizations, driving this digital transformation approach, um, I think we'll see some really impressive things. Absolutely. And Asahi-san, uh, I really appreciate also that very empathetic approach for all of your employees to bring them on the journey with you, right? Yeah. Yes. So... Uh, <clears throat> I'm always uh, thinking that um, it is not easy. So, um, as Richard said, that it's a long trip and uh, at least uh, three years, so we have to be patient. But um, what I always keep in mind and uh, also I encourage my team is that uh, thinking from architecture. So, um, uh, most people tend to uh, do start with the handling facing issues, facing problems. That's uh, drawing the whole picture first. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Asahi-san, Tanaka-san, Richard, thank you so much for being with us today to share your vision uh, for Mitsubishi Electric and your insights about innovation and transformation. And I'll start with you, Richard. Um, is there anything that you would share, reflections that you have for our listeners? I think um, the the biggest takeaway that all all sort of um, conversation I have with most customers is that many businesses who have, like I say, wild success, but quite a lot of uh, complexity in their organization, is there are many opportunities to say no to something. Sure. And I think my biggest tip to most companies is try and increase the number of paths to yes. The more you can get opportunities to be able to say yes, the more there is chance to innovate. Mm, Love that. Tanaka-san, how about you? What would you share with our listeners who might be undertaking their own transformation journeys? Well, um, our organization have just started since April. And, um, but anyway, we organized with uh, very you know, talented people. And um, it's a completely different mindset they have from... Uh, conventional Mitsubishi, traditional Mitsubishi employees. So let me introduce the, um, our principal, uh, develop, uh, Digital Transformation Innovation Centers. We set 12 principles. Some of them we are going to introduce, go wild, not miles. Mm, so, I learned that. <laughs> so this is, uh, you know, very, very quite, uh, you know, Impressed phrase. So uh, and also think single product launch as a start, yes. not a goal. Yes. So this is a pretty much you know uh, mind blowing thing. So we anyway producing the product whenever the pro- product is shipped. That's end. But 
we are, what we are doing is after shipping the product, we continuously providing the value to the customer. Yes. So that, that behaviors, it needs to be required for us. And then this kind of, you know, new movement uh, try to be assimilated in uh, Mitsubishi Electric. Yeah. Absolutely. Fostering that mental model and that approach, so important, isn't it? Asahi-san, final words for you. Okay, yeah. So um, as Tanaka-san said, that uh, we defined that uh, 12 uh, principles. That's also learned from uh, Amazon and the NWS. So, um, uh, and uh, I'm so happy that uh, this kind of uh, uh, defining the principle movement is uh, not my uh, order to the, uh, my uh, team, but the spontaneously younger generation proposed me, oh, why don't you make that kind of uh, principle? So this is a kind of uh, young generation people spontaneously do that. It's great. So uh, I'd like to expand this kind of, uh, um, what can I say, atmosphere. Mm. or mindset to all the Mitsubishi Electric, uh, 150,000 people. So listen, Nigeria. Wonderful. Well, that is an absolutely laudable dream. And I love the growth mindset that it has and, and really empowering every one of your employees to be an inventor and to be customer-centric, right? Well, thank you, Asahi-san. Thank you very much. Richard, for thank being you. with us. Thank you very much.